back at it again here with Ruben. Full name? Ruben Martinez Jr. Okay. Um, I don't think legally it's at the end, but for whatever reason, I like made it a thing. It's like I sign everything Ruben Martinez Jr., but I'm pretty sure it doesn't belong there. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. It's like when somebody chooses a nickname for themselves, but it's like not their government name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You got to respect that. So we're here talking with Ruben today. Uh, Ruben is a weightlifter. Weightlifter, yeah. Former CrossFitter. Yeah. Uh, do you identify as a CrossFitter or a weightlifter? Weightlifter currently. Okay. But I still, I still fuck with CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I, um, I the, whether I'm a weightlifter or a CrossFit depends on the circle I'm in. Yeah. If I'm at a CrossFit event, like a CrossFit competition, I'm like, well, I'm just a weightlifter. And if I'm at a weightlifting competition, I'm like, oh, I'm a CrossFitter. I don't in weightlifter circles. I don't get the hate, uh, like for CrossFit. I'm like, it's not that bad. Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, man, that that's an onion to unpeel. I was speaking recently with a an international level weightlifting coach. I won't name names. That said, they refused to coach CrossFitters. Why? Did you say why? Um, or she. She. <laughs> said that uh, they couldn't recover well, they couldn't spend enough time on the barbell to be good enough at weightlifting. They said good weightlifters spend three to seven hours a day with the barbell. Crossfitters, with all the other training that they do, don't have time to spend that kind of time on the bar. And with running and other things, there just wasn't enough recovery time. So Three to seven hours? With the bar. I, I don't think I've ever weightlifted for three hours. I mean, like if I'm strictly weightlifting. Yeah. Well, I work out really fast. Yeah. So. I I mean, like, I, you know, I, I was like, you know, I. Seven hours though. I mean, I'm what are you it'd be doing? Two sessions, but, okay. Okay. But, I mean, I I get it. Everyone's, if you have a training philosophy, like, totally cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're entitled to that training philosophy, and. Sorry. This. Pr- Marcella, this particular coach has been incredibly successful. Okay. Uh, but I think there are, like, Max Ada mm-hmm. has coached Chucky Welsh, Alyssa Ritchie to American yeah. records. Yeah. I don't know if they were crossfitting at the same time or if, you know, he was like, you have to, you have to pull the trigger. But I think that there's a reality for it. Yeah. My whole shtick for weightlifting was... I can beat people with a full-time job working out like two hours tops mm-hmm. a day and taking two rest days. Like that that's what I always wanted to do. Like I don't need to do all this, like make it a whole life thing um, to beat you. I think I can beat you without all that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've always found it really f- – do you think it's possible to do both? What do you mean? To compete in CrossFit and compete in weightlifting at an elite level. Um – I don't asking for a friend. <laughs> I I can only think from the male side. I think it would be easier from the female side, um, but I I don't really know numbers for females. I think from the male side, in my weight class, I don't think it could be done what? to be super competitive to win at both. Uh, like Matt Fraser, yeah. like what is he hitting? He would hit like a thirty-seven, maybe like a forty-seventy. Uh, that's pretty competitive. But I think he would be an eighty-nine. So not as competitive there. Yeah. He might might win like an AO series. 
um, but not not like a finals or a nationals. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> it it for for whatever reason the girls have been able to do both more so than the boys. Yeah. And and I don't know if it's like that the girls' numbers aren't competitive, as competitive as the boys. I don't know. I I don't I don't know. I don't have statistically speaking. Um, girls can handle training volume a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. And can can then peak later in life, right? So you could have a 30, 30 to 35-year-old female training tons and tons of hours a day mm-hmm. and being in and do a little bit better. Yeah. Supposedly. I mean, I feel like trash. Yeah. But, <laughs> but supposedly that that's why it is. But it, you also see, I see a lot of these games guys just doing like, Workout after workout after workout after workout. Yeah. I don't know. No, thank you. Right. So you were, you're a former competitive CrossFitter. Yeah. Um, I went to regionals in 2015 individually. Yeah. That was the first year of the, like, I guess, super regional. Like, that's what yeah. people call it. That. Regionals aren't even a thing. Rest in peace. I, those were fun. Uh, all right. I went in 2015, and then I went on a team in 2017. Um. So I failed 16 and 17 to make it individually. I, I was top 60 in the South um, both years. I was competitive, but like it was always like handstand push-ups or deadlifts that would kill me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just was not good at those two movements. And I think one year they're in the same workout and it just like crushed me. It, it was a repeat. It was um, 2016. The yeah, 50s? 50, was 50, it 50s? 50, 50, 50, 50, yeah. Or 55? Yeah. Yeah. That one killed me. 55 cal row, 55 blah, 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 blah. It killed me both years. I definitely improved the second time, like, way better, but not enough. Yeah, I mean, people were getting a round and a half. Yeah. Stupid. Yeah. I think I'm, I made it, like, pretty deep into the deadlifts in the second round, which was the first movement. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> canceling regionals kind of rocked my world. Okay. Yeah. I I don't like online format. A lot of people don't. I, well, there's a lot of. Che- I'm not gonna say cheating, but for example, right? Yeah. I um, I'll do a wor- I'll do a workout. Like the workout comes out, mm-hmm. you watch the demo, you go to your home gym, you do the workout as it was demoed, you tell your friends what you got, and you know I have some friends around the country, internationally, Canada, whatever, and then they're like, oh, well, that's not the best way to do the X, Y, Z, and you realize that there's some secret way to do this movement that you've never seen or heard before that everybody else is doing that you didn't know about and that they're all getting 45, 50 extra reps. Yeah. I, like, the reason I don't like it is because, like, when I first went to regionals individually, I, like, squeaked by. I got 20. It was top 20. Like, that was the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I think before that, it was top 50. 40, 50, top 50. Um, and it was, like, combined. Mm-hmm. Like, the regions combined. Um, and I barely squeaked in. And it was, like, 15-5. Um, do you remember that one? The row thruster one? Oh. Just devastating yeah. of a workout. Yeah. I, I did it one time, and I was like, this is not going to be enough. And I had to redo it. And it's like that assault bike interval mm-hmm. we were talking about. I was just dead mm-hmm. for like two hours. Um, but anyway, like when I made it to regionals, like all these dudes that were putting up like superb scores were like not the same athletes that were there at regionals. I feel like there should be something said for people that show up and perform. 
-hmm. And like, I feel like that's where I thrive. So this the whole online thing of like repeating, watching other people's videos, doing strategies, like you only get one shot at regionals or the games or whatever. Like that's the type of format that I would prefer. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's just so, there's so much to it too. And I, man, I, I have a question in terms of the way that boys are versus the way that girls are like in CrossFit, it's all, I feel like it's so sneaky. Like no one wants to post their videos. Oh, no one I wants to post that. their workouts. Like no one, like if you hit it, you'll like if you, on Instagram, somebody's going to write like PR snatch, but they're not going to say what the weight on the bar is. That pisses me off so bad. Cause it doesn't matter like what you hit in training. It, like you still got to show up and like hit it. So like whether they know or not, it doesn't matter. Like you got to do it. Yeah. When it comes time. Versus like in weightlifting, A, the plates are different colors. So you know. Yeah. And, and B, like I feel like people are like, hey, hit this 170 in training, like looked awesome, Yo, go me. And, you know, you still have that competitive nature, but it doesn't seem so sneaky. Yeah. Yeah. Boys do that too? They definitely, all my years of competing in CrossFit, they would post like Monday, like when, when, you, when the scores were supposed to come in, like an hour before. You'd be like, oh, dude, I'm doing great on this workout. Like I'm... I've got 20th, and then you like look an hour later, and you're 180. It's like, <laughs> why do you think that is? What do you think about CrossFit creates that culture? I I honestly don't understand it because it doesn't change anything. What you you got the score you got, and if people beat you, they beat you. If they didn't, they didn't. Like hiding the score doesn't change anything. I, I think so. Vic and I talk about it a lot, and I think that like in CrossFit especially like the nature of the online qualifiers and whatever because the, the workout is constantly evolving like every week is a different workout every weekend is right <clears throat> like it's you need that person to do poorly for you to succeed like the target's always moving yeah and you're kind of hoping that that person misses the target versus in weightlifting it's there's two lifts they're always the same lift you know somebody having a great training day or a poor training day doesn't necessarily have anything to do with your success. Yeah. But CrossFit, even like in basketball, it's always basketball, right? Yeah. And somebody posting a dunk on Instagram doesn't mean that you don't make the playoffs, right? Yeah. But in CrossFit, since it's, it's literally a new workout every single time, mm -hmm. you're kind of hoping that that person can't figure it out or can't, like you're kind of hoping poorly on that person. Yeah, I could see that. I hate it. I, I'm definitely not a fan I as much it. of CrossFit due to that online yeah. thing now. And then girls, other girls are like, I love the community and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> if you're an elite athlete, there is not, like, rarely. I Okay, some of my closest friends mm -hmm. who would, uh, you know, I would take a bullet for are hesitant to tell me their qualifier scores. <laughs> oh my god are you serious yeah they're it's such like, a weird thing yeah they want they're not gonna say <laughs> and they don't they're not even in they're not in well especially now because regionals is gone yeah it's sanctionals mm -hmm. and everybody worldwide's doing the same qualifier right so even though my friends live in arizona their scores are competing against mine yeah which before it we wouldn't only, matter like the regions or whatever right okay yeah yeah, definitely. I had, like, friends from other regions. They were more willing to, like, right. tell me their score. But, like, people in region, you're like, 
oh, I, that was a tough workout, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't, you don't tell me your score or anything. Yeah, that's crazy. I hate it. But so I obviously wanted to go to regionals. Mm-hmm. It was like my life's work. Um, and then they canceled it. Yeah. And I was, I had gotten... 90th in the region Mm -hmm. so you know obviously my goal is to qualify for regionals and everybody was like oh you're so far away you're so far away and then they canceled it and then that spring open i got seventh Mm. i like you know in texas i was seventh so i would have gone yeah but it but it didn't exist anymore that's heartbreaking yeah that's i've had that's why i haven't had a ton of sympathy for the olympics getting moved yeah because i'm like just keep going yeah yeah. I'm like, are are the qualifi- qualifications different? So the I so the IWF submitted qualification to IOC. IOC approved it. I think Friday. Uh, I read it. I didn't actually quite understand what made it different. They said they're extending they're extending IWF Olympic qualification till 2021 or April 2021. So, but I don't necessarily know how that affects points. They didn't say, like, if you have your spot, it's promised to you. Mm -hmm. So in theory, if somebody like Jenny Arthur or I don't know on the guy's side, Mm -hmm. like, just missed out because they didn't have enough Roby points, they could go do a sweep and get a ton of Roby points between now and April 2021. It's interesting. It's my understanding of the new rules. If I got knocked out of position, I would be pissed. Yes. Like, yeah. that's devastating. Especially if if I felt like it was not due to a failure on my part. Yeah. If I felt like it was due to a rule loophole. Like, if, if there's a rule lo- loophole, like, it's absolutely totally cool for an athlete to kind of capitalize on that. Like, it's smart. Mm-hmm. But if I felt like I missed out because of a rule loophole, I would feel highly motivated to maybe close that hole. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see what happens. It's exciting. Yeah. So, yeah, they canceled regionals at Rock My World. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to do sanctionals. And now everything's canceled because of coronavirus. Have you competed any sanctionals? I di- I haven't done any sanctionals. Are you going to try? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty out of shape. Like, CrossFit shape. Touche. I, I definitely have the skills, um, like gymnastic skills and, like, mm-hmm. obviously weightlifting. Um, but my conditioning never was like that great mm-hmm. like I was never an, an engine guy I was always like definitely like a strength guy I would make up some points there or just like time and then um gymnastics like the being uh able to like move through them yeah that's fair um with team stuff you don't really have to be conditioned I, I'd be down for some team stuff yeah I enjoyed it except the worm have you ever done like a worm workout no it's terrible my friend Randy has one in Fort Worth we're gonna go over there and try it yeah yeah I th- our regionals was like the worm olympics when i went on a team it was like worm thrusters worm burpees worm squats like uh, worm push press did yeah. you practice on one ahead of time yeah we had got like a we had a lot of firefighters at our crossfit mm-hmm. gym and we got like one of their hoses and filled it with sand and like flopped it back over and taped it up so that was our worm um yeah not fun and that was the six-man team that year. So I, I think the four-man team's a better bet. Yeah. It, it, it's so easy to have a, a weak link. Correct. Especially if when they were 
when they had to all be from the same gym. Mm -hmm. To have six strong competitors from the same gym, it's well, impossible. Well, three females. Like, males are a dime a dozen. Like, you could find some legit dudes yeah. pretty much anywhere. Yeah. But, like, three legit chicks no in way. one gym in one, like, city. <laughs> and it was, like, Corpus Christi. It's, like, a random-ass place in Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, luckily, we had Jen Jones, right. or Jen Assel now. Yeah. Um, and then we had another regional competitor, former regional individual competitor come. And then we had um, uh, one of the, the gym owner's wife. Mm. And she had been, like, training for a while. Um, but even then, you know, wasn't enough. <clears throat> so you did uh, individual and team. Yeah, uh, 15 was individual, 17 was team. Which do you prefer? Individual. Yeah, because you do an individual to sport now. Yeah, yeah. And your success is sort of up to you. Yeah. I'm definitely a gamer, and not everybody's that. And, you know, like, not everybody has the same mindset when it comes game day. You know, some people get spooked, and everybody has their, like, own thing. And I just didn't like not having control of that, especially mm -hmm. at a competition. Yeah. Um. But uh, the year I went to regionals individually, that was, I had all, my goal like was to go to regionals like since I started CrossFit. Yeah. And they always got gear like sweet gear from Reebok. Yeah. That the year I went <clears throat> was the year they gave out jackets. I'm like, I live in South Texas. It's a hundred degrees. Was it ninety percent? Was of it even? A it was like a pullover. It's a yellow pullover. I think I have it. Um, back back at home in Corpus. Yeah. So I was pissed. Yeah. No sneakers or anything. No, I think I got weightlifting shoes. Oh, okay. I wore them to death. Yeah. Um, I don't use them anymore, but... So I read the CrossFit Reebok contract, because mm -hmm. I'm that guy. <laughs> and with all the stuff going on, I was super curious, so I read the contract. And Reebok's supposed to give every regionals athlete a bag. They never did. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's lame. I'm sad. I... I still, to this day, like, whether it's, like, MMA, because the Reebok has, like, a UFC deal, or, like, CrossFit, I want something with my name on it, or, like, yeah. a number. Like, that's so cool to me. I would wear it all the time. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Do you hate people? Do, do you know, like, regional-level athletes or, like, games athletes? Do they wear the gear all the time? Uh, yeah. I'd be that guy. Yeah. I'd most definitely be I that mean, guy. I mean, we're pretty publicly friends with Meredith Root and Alex Parker. Okay, yeah. They, and they were demo team as well. Yeah. So they wear their demo team stuff too. That's cool. Yeah. I don't think that's putting them on blast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I have some, I have regionals level friends, sanctionals level friends. Um, they they wear their stuff, but yeah, Alex and Meredith wear their wear their game stuff pretty frequently, I think. I would. But you get so much. If you make it to the games, they give you a lot. Yeah, like they, cleats, like two pairs of shoes, lifters, knee wrap or not knee wraps, uh, knee sleeves, knee sleeves, grips, belts, grips. Wow. Yeah, maybe sunglasses. Jeez. Whole nine. Yeah, and, and and so you get so much. So is it, is it like you're wearing it because it's cool, or you're wearing it because you're like, well, now I don't have to buy gym clothes the next year. Maybe I both. think it would be kind of like uh, it'd be a snooty thing. Like, hey, I made the games. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like anytime I saw somebody at like a local competition rock <laughs> up with their like regional shorts, I'd be like <laughs> I would be that dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we we get it. I saw somebody competing at an individual sanctional recent recently 
with their regionals clothes on. They had like their regionals t-shirt. Nice. And I was like, that was a long time ago, buddy. Just got to represent. Fair enough. Just one of the old ones. He uh, he ended up winning that, that sanctional. Oh. Thor, this guy from Georgia, whatever. Okay. Um, I was going to ask you something else. I'll, I'll remember in a second. Um, oh, yeah. Were you guys trying to qualify for the games? Did you think you had a legit... Con- do you think you had a legitimate chance to qualify for the CrossFit Games as a team? Well, maybe as yourself either. Okay. Yeah. So getting back to like what I was saying, like the in in person competition is way better. Like I showed up and I got eighth in that year. Eighth. I got eighth. That's awesome. And it was top five. And I, like from then on, I was like, I can beat these people. Yeah. Um. But on the team, we had redid all the events. It yeah. was like six events, uh, from the previous year, which is 2016. And I think we would have went like had we been at regionals that year as a team we would have went so i think that year when we did go to regionals it it was a lackluster performance i think we got like under 20th or something like that um but we all felt like we could have made the games or should have made the games top 10 at least i think you gotta feel like going into an event that you have a chance to win yeah otherwise what are you there for exactly exactly what are you there for why'd you show up you got to be there to win. Yeah. I mean, it's a competitor, right? Yeah. I I always felt like some girls just showed up to satisfy their sponsors. Really? Yeah. I, f- I feel like it. I'm like, why are you here? CrossFit is torture. I wouldn't just like <laughs> torture myself to just show up. That's, it sucks. That's the thing about like CrossFit. Like bef- I never get nervous. Like at a, well, I get nervous at like weightlifting meets, but I also know like this is not going to hurt. Like mostly going to be fun i'm going to hit a lift or not i might be disappointed but right i'm not going to be in pain right i'm not (laughs) that's true yeah i mean the nerves of it are the worst part i definitely got way more nerves in crossfit yeah yeah because you know you're like i'm about to hurt myself like especially like at a regional level or like the open i the open i hated it because you've got to go hard yeah it it's 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 awful. The The open, I think, is, you know, a, a lot less and less people are participating because of the mental fatigue that it causes. Yeah. I, it's a five-week <laughs> long, stressful, it's like a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, 2019 had two opens. Mm-hmm. Uh, spring open, I got like 200-something in the world. Mm-hmm. 290. So I have the expectation Especially because in the fall, everyone's counting your open performance for sanctional qualification. So I'm thinking, if I improve at all, I'm in. I can pick my event. Yeah. And I get melted. <laughs> the events the events were different. Like in the spring open, it was a lot of skill, a lot of strength, right? Yeah. And then the fall open starts with 65-pound snatches and burpees. Mm. 95 was the guys? Yep. Oh, that's a burner. I got melted. In no reality am I ever going to win that workout. Yeah, those light snaps. That 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 weight right there, I don't like that weight because it's not enough to like just straight muscle it. Like a 75 pound, I think 75, 55. Yeah, Randy. Um, you can't just straight muscle a 95. So you got to kind of like... Dip a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's a terrible weight. Yeah. And I got... I get melted. So I went from like 290 in the spring open worldwide mm-hmm. to 1,000 plus. Jeez. In the fall. And I, I, 
shed more tears over the fall open than probably anything else in my life. And I was like, it just ravaged me emotionally. Yeah. Because, you know, you have expe- you have standard. You know, you're a competitor, right? You want to do good. You want to win. You want to be awesome. You want to prove yourself and all this. You've poured years and years and years into your training. And then to have it all just kind of melt in front of you. Yeah. It's rough. It's like bombing out. I've done that. Yeah. That was rough. At a national meet? I, uh... What was the one in Memphis? Was that 2018? Do you want me to tell you the whole story? I'm trying to think. Memphis. Memphis. It was last year. Graceland, it was definitely last year. Like about Nationals. this time. Mm-hmm. You want you want to know the whole spill? Yeah, let's go. All right. Um, so at that point, I was with uh, Zach Tellander, and I had I think I competed like maybe eight to six weeks before that, and I hit like my first 300 total. It was like a great meet, and we continued to like continue to peak mm-hmm. great shape um the only conflict so at the time um my mother was like really sick with mm-hmm. cancer and it was kind of like nearing the end and so it was it happened to be the same weekend as mother's day so mm-hmm. you know i wanted to because this was going to be my first national meet for team juggernaut or is that team juggernaut yeah i think zach's part of team okay Juggernaut. Is that is it Team Juggernaut though, or is it like Juggernaut Training Systems? Uh, JTS Juggernaut Training Systems, but I think they compete as Team, team Juggernaut. I don't know. Okay, that was, it was my first meet for them. Yeah, a national meet, and you yeah. know, like you know, they want they want you to get medals and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of feeling like I wanted to perform well and I wanted to go. Yeah, but it's the same. Like this might have been my mom's, and it did happen to be my mom's last Mother's Day. Like yeah. she didn't make it, and so I was kind of torn in between. Um, and so, like, that whole, like, three weeks, two weeks before, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, and we, I talked to one of my colleagues at work, and he kind of figured out the, like, the perfect situation for me. So what I was going to go do is I was going to drive down to Houston Thursday or Friday, Thursday. Um, and then Liz's sister is a flight attendant, so I could get buddy passes. Mm-hmm. I could fly standby for, like, 100 bucks or, like, 45 bucks, but 100 total. So I was going to go to Houston, fly out to Memphis, compete, fly back in, drive down Sunday, get Mother's Day in with my mom. Like everything was going to kind of work out. So I take the half day on Thursday. I start driving and like the worst storm like hits. Yeah. Our flight flight got canceled. And we ended up having to drive from Dallas to Houston to fly out. Yes. So you, you, you were there. Yeah. Um, roads were like flooding, yeah. super crazy, like raining hard. And if you're flying standby, so you get like the empty seats that nobody wants. Well, all these flights are getting canceled. From so Dallas. these people are like jumping me. And I was like, it's impossible that I'm going to get a flight to Memphis. And so I'm freaking out. I'm like calling Liz. Like, I don't know what to do. And like, I don't know what it was. I was like in this like manic like state and I I don't think I've ever been like that before but I was kind of freaking out and I think I had set my alarm for like one in the morning because I calculated it's going to take me like eight hours to get there in time if I drove um and so I called my mom like you know she was in Houston at the time at MD Anderson and I was going to see her but then it started raining and it was kind of not a good idea Mm -hmm. um and so I was like what do you want me to do mom she was like just 
she didn't, she never always, she always wanted me to do what I, she wanted me to decide. She was never going to tell me. And I wish that time she would have told me like, Hey, don't go. Like, Mm -hmm. this is a bad idea. But you know, anyway, I took off and I was in this manic state. I, I don't know what was going on in my head, but I was driving. It was still raining, like to the point where your windshields are like, you crank it up and you still can't see the road. Like that's how hard it was raining. And I was driving like 80 to like 90 miles per hour for no fucking reason. I I was going to get there in time and the roads are wet. And so I think I made it about four hours and I was just passing through Marshall, Texas from Houston going, driving to Memphis. And um, throughout this whole time, I'm like driving and I kind of like, you know, you hit like a little puddle and you kind of like shake a little bit, but I was correcting. And finally, one time I fucking hit one and I went and I spun out in the middle of the road, hit this pole. It like shattered my back uh, windshield. windshield. And there was like rain coming in my car and I was like even more freaking out. And I like got out of the car. I'm like, holy shit, what happened? I had a flat and um, I ended up just calling the police and I got off to the side of the road and that took like another three hours for them to like solve it because there, there was multiple wrecks. They ended up giving me a ticket for speeding and an expired registration. Funny thing, my mom like told me, she's like, you need to get your, your registration like yeah. updated. And I'm just like a lazy bum about some things like that. Yeah. So it was like a 500 total like ticket. And so. Plus now your car's all messed up. My car's totaled. It ended up being totaled. What? Rest in peace, my Toyota Corolla. I miss it so much. <laughs> um. Me and Liz are always like looking at used Toyota Corollas. I'm like, babe, please let me get one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I totaled my car. Had I at that time I wasn't making like a full salary. I was still an intern. Oh yeah. So like I didn't have that much money, and I had to call my dad. And I was like, Dad, do not tell mom like what happened because she had she was already worried about it. Um, so he gave me some money to get a tire, got the tire, made it to to nationals with a broken windshield still raining into my car um so yeah i made it i was like severely underweight i think i was like three kilos under because i hadn't eaten super stressed out um and as far as the competition went i had a great snatch day i hit 26 my numbers at the time were like around 30 Mm -hmm. and i wanted to hit above 30 so i hit 26 29 smoked them and then i missed 32 like just barely I, I like tried to duck walk it out i was having a great day mm-hmm. and then clean and jerks come and i like though i that's where i like make up ground i'm not a great snatcher compared to like others in my uh, weight class but that and i never miss a jerk like ever like jerk is my shit mm-hmm. um but for whatever reason that day i was smoking the cleans and i fucked up the jerk on the first one and then I fucked it up again on the next one. And then like the last one, I was just like following myself. And then I ended up bombing out yeah. um, on that last. And like, I just cried because it felt like a complete waste of time. Like I drove all this way for what? Like I missed Mother's Day and it was like my mom's last Mother's, mother's Day mm-hmm. to come fucking yeah. bomb out. But like the worst decision of my life. Yeah. Undoubtedly. Yeah, I mean, fuck. And it, I think every bomb out's like, <laughs> it's like literally the most gut sinking. That's what it felt like. As soon as I got done, I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. 
Yeah. Bombed out. I, uh, this AO Finals t- 2019, I did, I went 0 for 6. You got posted on that meme page, didn't you? I did. <laughs> I knew it was coming too. And then they sent me a DM and they were like, if you need us to take it down, we can. Oh. And I was like, I didn't know they were actually nice about it. I, I, I'm going to be really honest. I don't know who it is, but I think they know me. Okay. I think I know, I think they, I think we know, I think I know them. But they sent me a message and they were like, <laughs> I think they felt bad and they're like, hey, I can take it down if you want. They didn't say who they actually were, but I, I have some suspicions. And um, and I was like, no, you can leave it up. I earned it. But again, like, I just went and I was just crying. I mean, it wasn't anything of the sort, but yeah. you just feel like I wasted. Well, you travel. You spend a lot of money to go there. You've been training for weeks, like mm-hmm. grinding, torturing At yourself. minimum. Yeah. Maybe months. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a big waste of time. Yeah. Like, there's no validation in in it. And then you got to wait, like, another couple months to the next big one. And then, like, it's in the back of your mind, like, am I going to bomb out again? Yeah. <laughs> so. But, yeah. Like, after that, I called. I think I called my mom. And, you know, mom, my mom being my mom, she's like, don't worry about it. Like, mm. this just happens. Yeah. She's always being supportive. And then you drove back. Yeah. I drove back. In your hoopty. Yeah. I kept it for a couple of weeks with the back shield, like gone. Just as a reminder to yourself. Yeah, you failure. You fu- you fucking suck. <laughs> Piece of shit. Yeah. yeah, man. And then you finally had entrance look at, it and they totaled it. Just because yeah. I guess maybe water damage too. A lot of water damage, um, and the insurance didn't pay at all. Yeah, I'm still paying on that. I should have been paying on it for a while, but. Yeah, there's like a thousand left that I need to pay off on on it. So next time you'll get gap. We're not we're not gonna talk about that. <laughs> but what a fucking lesson! What'd you learn? You see, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I already knew because you know my mom had had cancer for like five years, and yeah. my whole thing has been. Because I was super into CrossFit, like, uh, 2015, like, training twice a day, like, a lot of time and energy. I missed a lot of birthday parties and a lot mm-hmm. of time with family and friends training for CrossFit. And, you know, uh, I think after the 2017 season, 2016 season, I decided, like, I want to be around more, you know? I wanted to be a balance. Balance has always been my thing mm-hmm. since that point, you know? And so I already knew that, like, that lesson had been learned. I, I work a full-time job, and I work out two hours, and I try to go as fast as possible. Like, everybody know, if, if you worked out around me, I work out really fast. Um, not according to Liz, but I work out pretty fast compared to other weightlifters, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, they dilly-dally. Yeah. Eat snacks mid-workout. I, I think I go, like, under an EMOM. Like, I'm hitting my lifts pretty fast. And I take, I think I hit 50, like, three times. 73 times, then I go 90, 100, 10, 20, and then, like, for a snatch workout, it, yeah. it's it's fast. Um, So, I, I don't know. I To this day, I don't know what I've learned. I just regret it, honestly. I don't know. It, it may not be there yet. Maybe, you know, like, in the future, if there's an event or whatever, I mean, I'm sure you'll be like, you know. I mean, that sounds like a gnarly lesson. It's awful. Yeah. You wouldn't yeah. wish that on anybody, but. No. There's got to be, there's got to be something there. Yeah. 
I think I ought to hash it out a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. I mean, damn. Uh, my coach Mike, he always tells me, win or learn. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes you don't get there quickly. Yeah. I mean, I'm s- incredibly salty about bombing out of finals. I'm, s- I'm just uh, incredibly salty about it still. I'm not necessarily like well, salty about the totally bomb out itself. Totally different lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, I don't know. totally different experience. I think if anything, and I learned to probably like refocus between the lifts. Like, it isn't like a life lesson, but like a weightlifting lesson. Because if I have a great snatch day, I always come out like super flat on the clean and jerks. Mm-hmm. I just kind of lose focus. Touche. So, especially in my last meet, I, I made sure to like, you know, celebrate a little bit and then like get more, like re, uh, I, I, I like to stay aggressive. So, like, get aggressive again for the clean and jerks. Mm-hmm. And it paid off. I went six for six in my last meet. States? State. You yeah. did great. Huge meet. Yeah. Huge meet. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> y- you, did you win? I didn't. I didn't. Did I had like the, so like, <laughs> I'm super competitive. Yeah. And I, there was like money on the line for the state meet. Correct. So I had, you saw the spreadsheet that I had with everybody's Roby points and like what total they needed to hit and like what total I needed to hit to, to mm-hmm. win. So um, I had the guy that actually won. I knew exactly what did I would. Did win? No, it was Matt McCullough. He's also a 67, strong kid, super strong. I think he was hitting like similar numbers to me, but um, I knew if I was going to have, if I was going to win, I needed to have like the very best day. Yeah. Because he's like top three in his weight class, like in In the the country. Yeah. Yeah. So that did happen, but he just outright beat me. Yeah. So that's the. And he didn't even have like his greatest day. I think he missed like maybe two, two lifts. That's sort of the best way to lose. I wasn't mad about it. I was like, he yeah. beat me fair and square. Like I, I, I did the absolute best that I could, mm-hmm. like literally, and I just got beat. Yeah, I won last year, best female. Yeah. And I bombed out this year. Had I hit my openers, I would have won. I was again, right. you yeah. know, win or yeah. learn, right? Yep, yep. But fuck. So competition mindset. I feel like you're super competitive. I've been re- realizing that more and more, like. During this whole Corona thing, I, I'm not like super motivated. Like weightlifting school and all, um, but just to do it for itself, like in and of itself, it's not motiv- motivating for me. Like mm-hmm. I like to compete, and the reason I like weightlifting is because I'm good at it and I can compete at it. You know, yeah. so like even when I'm playing like Call of Duty uh, or, or like during this whole Corona thing, yeah, haven't been able to weightlift too much or not willing to, honestly. Um, I've been playing a lot of Call of Duty mm-hmm. and I'm like super competitive about it. I'm like putting in hours for no reason. Like I'm not going to be a pro Call of Duty player or anything, but I just like need something. Goal. Yeah. Like to beat people or just to whatever it is. So like yeah. cr- it was that it was CrossFit and then it was weightlifting. Um, I think I'm going to devil in the like MMA and Jiu-Jitsu world too. Mm, I dig that. Yeah. I, uh, also don't participate in things. Unless there's a competition in mind. Yeah. Like, I uh, I was telling you earlier, before CrossFit, I was super out of shape and sort of have have you... So I had a really unhealthy lifestyle before. Mm-hmm. I just was into all kinds of bad stuff. And have just used sports as an adult to just really stay focused. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it's actually kind of crazy because I my life in general was so derailed. Like, I just got into 
so much trouble. And then when I got really focused on CrossFit and got like sort of learned how to set goals, it changed my entire life in every way. Like I was able to get better jobs and I was able to, we bought a house and like have a much healthier life because I'm like, okay, here's how to set goals in general. Mm -hmm. My goal is to buy a house. Okay, well, let's work towards that goal. My goal is to make more money at my job. Okay, well, let's work towards that goal. And just learning goal setting in general has just been huge. But in terms of sports and stuff, I absolutely do not participate unless I intend to compete. Yeah. At some point, I'm going to get hurt and I won't be able to weightlift anymore. And I accept that day is going to come. And then I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to just weightlift to weightlift. Like if I'm injured and I can't let weightlift, um, I'll probably get into, I really want to get into more bikes, like bicycles. Mm-hmm. Like mountain biking or road biking. Yeah. I love riding bikes. I think bikes. it's a good transition. Oh, I love riding bikes. Yeah. I like being outside. But like biking, again, it doesn't really hurt. Yeah, it's pretty low impact. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like that's a good like transition when the time comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like something you can just put a few hours in, you know, sort of mindless. Yeah. Doesn't hurt. Yeah. Be outside. Have you like fantasized about like how you're going to do it all? Like if you were to change your schedule and everything? Oh, yeah. Well, I like go through that. I'm like, like I'll play spike ball and I'm like, okay at it. And I'm like. Like start fantasizing, like put in two hours, like serving yeah. against the wall or some shit. Yeah. Well, Vic's training for a triathlon right now. And I'm like, okay, well, here's what you need to do. You need to, and she's like, I don't really care that much. <laughs> yeah, But I, you know, because people tell me all the time to quit CrossFit. Like, Megan, you're not very good. You generally like it though. I like the variance. Yeah. Because I'm just so intense in general, just a very intense person mm-hmm. that only weightlifting, it just really beats me up mentally. Yeah. And CrossFit, you just kind of do the workout, you kind of move through it. Maybe you have a time goal, even if it hurts. I would rather physically hurt than mentally struggle. Yeah. And only doing weightlifting just, uh, it's just emotionally exhausting for me. How do you feel about the idea that like some people are like more mentally adept at like hurting, not hurting themselves, but like there's like a mental edge in CrossFit. I, I'll give you my point of view. Yeah. I, I don't find, there's probably a little bit to that, mm-hmm. but I feel like the people that claim they have a mental edge really just have a cardiovascular edge. Like they're just more in shape or, you know, however we want to put it. And, you know, like, they're working at the same amount of effort, which is, like, better than you. But, like, they're not, like, they don't have a mental edge on you. They have a physical. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think both, right? There's two, there's two, two different things. One is if we're both going the same, if we, if we ran a mile, mm-hmm. like, my 90% would be your 60 to 70%. Like, mm-hmm. like to get the same um, to get the same result, one person has to put in more effort than the other. And yeah. I think, you know, at some level... That's 100% true. But I also think that mindset, athletic mindset, is something you have to train. Yeah. Like, they're, like I train here in my garage, in the heat, in Texas, alone, every day. And, it, and actually, I, we had this conversation last night because we were, it was Saturday. Saturday, we do cardio intervals, right? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Vicky has no noth- nothing to train for. She doesn't really care at all. So the moment it on the bike, the moment it starts to really hurt, she eases up, right? Mm-hmm. And I am on the bike, and all 
just talking to myself, right? And all I'm saying over and over and over is, I'm like, you're okay. Like, you're okay. You're okay. Just trying to keep that heart rate down and trying to just stay at that level, right? Because I have, I'm supposed to bike at 70 RPMs for a minute, 20, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think like you have to train yourself to gotta push a little go yeah you have like i think i think like i always have had this huge belief system that like crossfitters love to clean up their nutrition and they love to get a coach and do the cryo and do the ice bath but i'm like you never really hear people practicing mindset training yeah because because the body wants to stop it does hurt it sucks yeah and as soon as it hurts really really bad your body's like, stop, 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 stop. And you think biologically, I can't go harder. I need to stop. Mm-hmm. But like, at what point can you train yourself? Or just like go a little bit. Yeah. To be like, okay, yeah. well, let me just keep going. Like, I'm, will I die? Probably not. No. I'm not going to die. Yeah. I might puke. Yeah. No, I think there's something to be said for that. Yeah. And like, I think- if you don't do that, you'd have to be really physically capable to be competitive right yeah and i'm like like vicky is lighter than i am longer than i am in theory on a rower she could beat me Mm -hmm. but she never will Mm -hmm. because when it hurts she has nothing to push for yeah and i am doing nothing but coaching myself you're okay you're okay like a crazy person How, how do you uh like mindset rowing i always did i count strokes pretend Meters, I think, or hundred meters. Oh, I just count to ten. Annie Storz already said that one time. Yeah. It really works for me. Just count to ten, or just obsessively watch the. I always had little tricks for myself. Clock, mm-hmm. like or you have to fives, be like, like like say it's like a a fifty five mm-hmm. wall ball. I'll just do one, two, three, four, one, one, two, and I know I got to do like ten yeah. or eleven, whatever. Oh, counting reps, it's miserable. Yeah, but. It's always, it's always like really easy to sort of chip away at smaller goals. Be like, okay, well, I can I can get to one minute. Okay, well, mm-hmm. I did one minute. I can mm-hmm. get to two minutes. Like just set, yeah, setting like yeah. tiny benchmarks. Yeah. And the same with counting, right? You're like, okay, let me get to 10. Okay, I'm at 10. Let me get to 20. Okay, I got to 20. Let me try to get to 30. Yeah. I feel like it's not that hard to do. Like more people should have little strategies in CrossFit like that. Yeah. Or in life. Yeah. I think people. I think we're so averse to like suffering. Yeah. Struggling. Well, it sucks. I'll say struggling. Yeah, yeah but I was. I. I'm. I think people are so infinitely powerful, more powerful than they know, and they don't want to struggle to get there. Yeah, I know a couple people, and I'm like, I just really want you to succeed, but you're not doing anything for yourself. No. Then they also want. They want. Uh, quick gratification right mm-hmm. versus like willing to play that long game yeah Pe- like um we have this garage gym right <clears throat> and people are like oh I, w- I wish i had that garage gym and i'm like you could if you save a little bit yeah time. i'm like if you spend this amount of money per month on this thing over this amount of time i i'm laying it out for you it's what you need to do i'm like well and i'm like yeah because you don't care mm-hmm. you don't care about it and that's fine yeah. You don't care. That that that's totally fine. You don't have to, right? Yeah. But but it's but you could. Yeah. It's something you can do. It's possible. Right. For sure. Versus like I could never join the NBA. Yeah. That's not possible. Yeah. But there's like there are few, few, few things in life that physically are not possible for people. Most things are possible. Mm-hmm. You just have to be 
willing to do what it's going to take. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mind blown. Yeah, I always I'm I'm not gifted, I just am driven. Yeah. And I am curious about whether or not it'll eventually pay off because athletically I'm not super talented, but I'm just highly I'm just very intense and very driven and I'm always very curious about like whether or not I can prove that that is more important. Is that like your whole goal? Yeah. In life. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good story to tell. I'm I, I have no idea. But I'm I'm destined I'm trying to find out. I want to know if you re- if you really can outwork bullshit. Age, money, time, sponsors. Yeah. Athleticism. It's my goal. We'll see. I believe in you. Mhm. And I also I'm huge about like I I want to like try to get other people to do the same thing. Inspire others. Yeah, I hope. I I think that was like part of my motivation early on in CrossFit because I was always like the young skinny guy. Yeah. So I'm like, if I can do this, y'all definitely can do this. What what weight class are you? What uh, eighty one. It's like one seventy eight, one seventy six. Is it hard for you to gain weight? Not lately, but it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just track? Uh, did you just track nutrition or just eat whatever you wanted? I always eat whatever I want. Yeah, because yeah. you're thin. It's kind of funny because my or Liz is studying to be a dietitian. Mm, so she said. Yeah, that's one thing I could definitely be better about. Nutrition. Nutrition, absolutely. Um, but I think like to a certain extent, you, this is a cop out and half of an excuse. But like, I just feel like I care so much about everything that I just can't care about everything. Like, I care so much about my sleep. I care so much about my hydration. I care so much about my recovery and my PT and, and my and my programming and my coaching. And and sometimes I'm just like, oh, I really just don't care yeah. about that. It's exhausting. It's, it's a lot of things to juggle. Uh, I'm like, I have a nutritionist that I work with and I follow my macros. Generally. Loosely, mm-hmm. pretty much. I mean, obviously my weight's manageable, but I'm just like, I just don't. Yeah. A lot of girls do. I just don't. Some people, it's like their shtick. Like, they're mm-hmm. they're good at nutrition. I don't know. Yeah, I had a friend. I was in Canada visiting my coach, and I was the girls were, like, all gathering, eating their chicken and rice. Mm-hmm. And I was, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I think I had, like... Did they microwave it? I had, like, gold? Go- I had like goldfish, and I, I think I had goldfish in my backpack that I, like, brought out. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, like, look, scorning me. And uh, I was like, y'all just eat that every day? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, when was the last time you had like ice cream? And they're like, what? I'm like, I just, I don't know. Balance. I'm willing to skip all my niece's birthday parties, but I'm not willing to give up ice cream. <laughs> it's funny how things turn out that way. Yeah. I can't do it. Uh, what was the other thing? Oh, you're moving soon, right? Yeah. yeah. Where are you moving to? So Liz is going to start her master's in uh, te- at Texas State. Mm-hmm. So we'll be moving in with her parents in June. And be living San there Marcus. for at least San Marcos, yeah. San Marcos area. And yeah. I got a job in Wimberley as a... I heard that's a cute town. It, it, it was nice. I've passed through there like once or twice. Mm-hmm. I really like it. I'm excited. And y'all, But y'all are going to live in San Marcos. How far is the drive? It's about 30 minutes. Not bad. Yeah. Not, not too uh, dissimilar to what I'm doing right now. Where do you live now? We live in Euless, and I work in downtown Fort Worth. Um, gotcha. 
Uh, and you're a school counselor? School psychologist. School psychologist. <laughs> Elementary school? So um, I work for a small district. Excuse me. It's the whole whole district. Um, there's only I'm the only gotcha. school psychologist. Yeah, so elementary, middle school, and high school, and it's mostly special education. Hmm. Um, there's some counseling in there, but yeah, getting kids with autism uh, qualified for special education services. That's awesome. And kids with what's called an emotional disturbance, mm-hmm. uh, kind of an archaic term. Uh, but basically, it includes kiddos that have like depression, anxiety, um, and behavioral problems. Anger, really. A lot of yeah. it's anger um, that affect their school performance. So that's the kind of thing about spe- special education. Like, there's definitely kiddos out there with depression and anxiety, but they still perform in school. So those kids, I wouldn't see, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's not the case. That in other states, school psychologists roles. Kind of change depending on where you're at. Texas, it's mainly sped. And you like it? I'm enjoying it. My first year, after when I finished my first year last year, I wasn't, you know, too excited about it. Um, and I think it was because I was bad at it. Um, as this year has gone on, uh, I wasn't an intern. I finally got my full license and mm-hmm. kind of had more independence and just got a little bit better. And I'm starting to enjoy it more. That's awesome. Um, I want to give it a good five years. See how I feel. I feel like five years by then I'll be, you know, quite competent. Mm-hmm. Um, see where I want to go. There, I have ideas about where I want to take the role. Um, if because you could do it independently. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm still figuring it out. I'm trying to hone my skills. That's awesome. But specifically, you want to stay with kids. Maybe you know, I it was never my thing that I wanted to <laughs> be a be with kids. Huh. I like kids. Yeah. I think I'm okay with them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm kind of awkward too. So like, I don't know <laughs> if I would be okay talking to adults. Touche. Yeah. Fair enough. Hmm. I don't really have a ton of insight on that. I like it. Yeah. Uh, my uh, my nieces have had a colorful life on their own, and they see psychologists and. I, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot more leeway when it comes to kids. They tend to be more accepting. Yeah. The kids that... So the funny thing is, like, I can give counseling to kiddos. Yeah. But the kids that are emotionally disturbed, yeah. like, almost 100% don't want it. I can see like, that. Like, those aren't the kids that want to be reached. I can see that. Um, so it's kind of funny how that happens. And then, like, the school counselors especially at the high school level, which is where you start seeing like spikes in, you know, depression, suicide, yeah. anxiety. Um, they're doing scheduling mm. almost primarily. Yeah. Like school scheduling and getting them prepared for college. Right. So nobody is... Actually counseling kids. Not at all. That's a bummer. And then, you know, it's kind of like a time and money expense to take your kid to counseling. Like it's... It's expensive, yeah. And then they're probably not motivated to do it. Yeah, it's true. So... There's just something wrong with the system. With the American education system? Just mental health for kids. Touche. Yeah. In general. Both. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, I absolutely agree. My nieces are on Medicare, mm-hmm. which is different than Medicaid. And so they get help through that. But, uh, you know, the financial burden of, of mental health treatment is astounding. Yeah. And, um,. I'm excited to go to Wimberley because where I work right now is like a lower socioeconomic 
area. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wimberley's more affluent. Sure. So I'd like to see how that plays out as far as mental illness. Because a lot of the kids that are like in a behavior class, you're like, damn, man, like you've had a rough life. Like mom is an alcoholic, doesn't have a job. Dad's not there, probably was abusive. Um, you know, you get medication, you get put in an institution for a week and then you come back and mom sells your medication f- mm. uh, for money. Um, you know, they've had a rough go mm. um, yeah. and they're angry. I'm sure. Like they'll, it, have you have you ever seen like an emotionally disturbed kid? Yeah, cuss you out. It's it's a sight. Yeah. Um, and then there's all autistic kiddos. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely have more of a heart for the emotional kids. Yeah, Aut- autism is autism. I, it's getting a lot of publicity. Yep. And I feel like there's people for that, and it's just not my thing. Yeah. Um, but I do it. I used to work at a special needs summer camp. Yeah. For kids. So there were kids with Downs, kids with autism, kids with... They're definitely very sweet. Who? Like intellectually disabled kiddos oh, can yeah. be like the sweetest kids oh, you yeah. meet. It's also because, you know, there's a ton of isolation and they don't necessarily have good friend groups or good social yeah. groups. And so if you, they go to a camp, a summer camp yeah. for kids like them, you know, it's a huge release and opportunity for them. And a lot of them are assigned... Versus like a regular summer camp, you have cabins. So like groups of 10 kids or eight kids assigned to a counselor. But in a special needs camp, it's like one-on-one, right? Mm -hmm. Or Mm two-on-one at best. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, and they they get opportunity to to do regular kid stuff. And, you know, they have outbursts, which I'm sure it's, you know, obviously a completely different environment. But, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I've seen. Yeah. I do like the kids. You feel for them. Yeah. You want them. To have opportunity. Well, and I think partially why I wanted to do kids is because it's so early on. Mm-hmm. You know, you feel like you can make a difference. When you're True. an adult, you're kind of set in your ways. And there's some change. There, change can always happen. Mm-hmm. Change can always happen. But it's definitely better off if you do it early, I feel. 100%. Yeah, my niece is, uh, my one niece, uh, I won't say too much about her life, but she had gotten into a little bit of trouble, was... Uh, been hurting animals mm-hmm. yeah and so she was working with somebody and um she went to she's been doing horse therapy mm. yeah she talks there talk therapy is it is it what what is that other word for a horse equine there you go yeah. <laughs> yeah she was doing talk therapy for years and years and years and wasn't having a ton of success was still getting in trouble she have a diagnosis in school uh probably um she's not delayed in any regard um, she makes great grades, mm-hmm. but was, you know, I mean, she's nine, ten years old and was, you know, being verbally aggressive towards teachers really? and mm. um, being really aggressive towards peers and, yeah. and getting into a lot of trouble at school for yeah. such a young kid. Yeah. And uh, started the horse therapy a couple of years ago and has done awesome. Now she has friends, right? So That's she had great. never had a friend before. Yeah. Just heartbreaking. It compounds. I mean. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to be friends with that kid, especially. I mean, when they're younger, mm-hmm. um, I, the kids are definitely more compassionate. Yep. Like second, third. But when you start getting to fifth and you're like cussing out the teacher and throwing your chair, like mm-hmm. kids are like, well, this is not not normal. Right. Like, I don't want to associate with that person there. Yeah. And she had been using the restroom in her pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so now she's a stinky kid. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was a stinky kid and a mean kid, so yeah. she she didn't have a friend. Bummer. Yeah. But now now she's doing horse therapy and she's she's killing it. That's she awesome. Has, she has friends. I'm super happy to hear that. Yeah. So, you know, counselors at, at, for young kids can 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 change their life, right? Yeah. So if a, if you don't have a friend until you're, uh, you know, a young adult, I mean that really defines your childhood. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna be angry. Mm-hmm. Bummer. Well, good for you, man. You excited? I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, I think we're gonna settle in that area. It's closer to my family. Yeah. In Corpus Christi. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm glad to have like Liz get her her career started too. So. And you're getting married. Getting married in July. This summer. Yeah. Congratu- about a month. Congr- about a month. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. You excited? Yeah. So, so has uh, the coronavirus stuff affected that at all? So right now our venue um, only can have about a hundred people. Yeah. Um, but we're anticipating by the time our wedding, it's going to be fully open. Dope. Um, I'm a little worried about the headcount. It's starting to add up. Yeah. Weddings are expensive, but I am excited. Bro. Weddings <laughs> are crazy. Um, and are you going to keep weightlifting? Um, I don't think so. Like this whole coronavirus kind of killed it for me because mm-hmm. all the national competition. My, my plan before Corona was to compete at nationals, see where I went, and then Ideally, I would like qualify for an international team, and then continue like based off that continue. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I also did it for like social, the social aspect. Yeah. Like I get out of work, and all my friends mm-hmm. get to lift with my friends for yeah. an hour or two. There's some good teams down there if you change your mind. Yeah, I know a couple. At, um, is Zach still down there? Zach is in College Station, as far as I know. Yeah. Um, but my buddy at Bear Bear Barbell. It's spelled B-E-X-R. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's with that, and they're newly. Are they they're new? Getting, they're getting started up. Okay. Um, they split from uh, another. TSS? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So. Because I saw, like, a bunch of the Catalyst people wearing Bear Barbell shirts, and obviously Bear B-E-X-A-R is pretty mm-hmm. specific to San Antonio, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah. they have some dope designs, and their logo looks great, and I was like, I was confused because I just hadn't heard of him. But I looked him up the other day, and I was like, I think that's It's what? Brittany. Brittany's uh, team. Yeah. And you're friends with her? Um, Yeah. I've talked to her a couple times. Yeah. They tried to recruit me a while back, but you know, cause I was like doing my own thing. Yeah. It, it was a stupid program. Not their program. My, like what I was doing to myself. Yeah. Like. But you got strong? Yeah. Maybe you got hurt? I didn't get hurt. I I don't know. It was just dumb. It was like EMOM, yeah. like six team lifts of yeah. snatching, cleaning. It, it was not smart. You know, I I think all the time as like as I get older, I tend to slow down more, take recovery more seriously, mobility more seriously. And I'm like, if I would have done this when I started. Everybody says that. Yeah, but you don't have that insight then. Yeah. When I was doing CrossFit, everybody's like, oh, I wish I would have started at your age. I'm like, I don't I don't think so. You would have bad knees and like yeah. a bad back. Like you don't really want to start at my age. Yeah, I'm 33 and I have arthritis in both knees. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got something in my left knee. Yeah, it just pops like crazy. Uh, I was a catcher when I was, I played baseball when mm-hmm. I was growing up. And so that's basically sitting in a really bad squat for like two hours. Yeah. And then, you know, when I was growing up, the coaches are like, don't wear knee savers, you fucking pussy. Gotcha, coach. <laughs> that's insane i believe it though yeah i i played softball growing up so okay. softball texas softball and baseball in texas are a big deal Huge. especially in the south and um 
Yeah, I played. I I caught a little bit, but I mostly played center field. I was quick. Nice. Yeah. But it's so I boring. moved to the outfield. I got distracted a lot. Yeah. I don't know. I just dicked around. <laughs> I mean, they're like because I was quick. Shit. I was so quick, and I ran track in high school. Yeah. So I ran 100, 200, and then I played center field, uh, which was basically the same thing. Yeah. And um, but but 99% of the time, you're not doing anything. Yeah. Just praying to God that somebody... Baseball's <laughs> slow. Super slow. It's miserable. And you just stand I can't watch something. it. I'd play it again like, oh, for fun, it. but I cannot watch it. Yeah. I'd, I'd totally play again. But anyways, uh, what else? And you're going to... You're not going to train anymore, you said. Are you going to... You said you're going to take up MMA? I think so. There's one, uh, an MMA gym on my way to work from her parents' house to Wimberley ISD. Okay. Keep me posted because I'm always super curious. I, I am a huge UFC fan, so yeah. like the fact that I haven't tried it at this point is a little weird. I I think I really want to do jujitsu rather than the actual face punching. Yeah. I've never been punched in the face, so I'm not sure if I would like it or not. I, I always have opinions about what other people should do, but I don't think I want to get punched in the face. Yeah. I think we'll I'm see. too old to start that. But but I think jujitsu I think jujitsu would be awesome for anybody. Yeah. The rolling, the movement and I heard there's a lot of strategy too and yeah. it's fun. So So keep us posted. I will, for sure. Anything else you want to talk about? Get off your chest. Deep breath secrets. I'm gonna hold them in for a little bit while. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming by. Keep us in the loop, friend of the show. Thanks for having me. Uh huh. Of course. And uh, stay in touch. Thanks, Ruben. <laughs>